You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. And a reminder, you should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PHNX to receive $200 in free plays when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Again, code word PHNX, 1-800-NEXT-STEP if you got a gambling problem. Uh, new customers only for the free bet promotion. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Maximum $50 wager for no-brainer offer. One per customer. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right, John Schuster, we're going to talk about a couple different things here. And first and foremost, I wanted to get your opinion on Lute Olson. Um, we talked about him quite a bit this week, and I haven't been able to talk to you a ton, but you've spent a lot of time around Lute Olson over the years, and you got to see him. When you think of Lute, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, and for folks who have been uh, watching some of your podcasts uh, this week and listening to some of the live streams and the rest of it as well, You've had a lot of folks on, Matt Muehlbach, Kevin O'Neill, who I think have done a really good job in addition uh, to your contributions in breaking down uh, a lot of what Lute Olson uh, meant to the community. And uh, so there isn't, I don't know how much more I can necessarily add to what's been said. But you were behind the, the last, you were there, uh, though. Of course, the last 30 plus years. Yeah, but anyway, nevertheless, I mean, a lot of the things that uh, you are saying or have said uh, are, are correct. And there's something I kind of want to get to in a moment, but I'll backtrack a little bit here. In terms of the way that, you know, I think a lot of folks have looked at uh, Olson, uh, they recognize his meticulous preparation. Uh, Muehlbach talked about the uh, way he looked and, uh, and the way he presented himself. And, and for folks who may be joining a little late, we're busy uh, over the course of the weekend and trying to catch up on podcasts and the rest of it. Uh, your interviews with uh, Matt Muehlbach and Kevin O'Neill, I think, provide some very interesting, valuable insight uh, as we look back and uh, celebrate what it was Lute Olson accomplished. But from an Arizona standpoint, in terms of a city pride standpoint, Olson's contributions to putting the University of Arizona on the map from an athletic standpoint are at the top of the list of the accomplishments uh, that he was able to provide. The reason that Arizona can brand the way that it can brand today can be traced almost to a direct lineage to Lute Olson. And, and Mike, it is a remarkable accomplishment. You know, uh, the last two coaches here, uh, Sean Miller and now Tommy Lloyd, I think you could favorably argue they came to this university because of uh, what Olson did. And they see the potential that can be here. They know that the fan base uh, that Olson helped to cultivate, and those are, you know, immeasurably important things. You know, I've talked about this in the past too. And uh, over the course of the year, sometimes I get into history mode, and I, I apologize, and I'll try to shorten that a little bit here. Uh, but for folks in Tucson, uh, in the, who, who were around in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, there was this tendency on a national level for broadcasters to make the mistake of calling the University of Arizona ASU. And it pissed the crap out of Tucson and, oh, yeah. and U of A fans because they were the U of A, or University of Arizona, they weren't ASU, they weren't the Sun Devils. And, and national announcers and sometimes regional announcers and to a large degree, I, you know, you can forgive me. They're not the only, it's not the only two schools that this happens to, but it drove Arizona fans nuts. What Olsen did was completely change that dynamic. 
Instead of Arizona being mistaken for ASU, as Olsen's basketball teams became nationally prominent, it was ASU that was being mistaken for Arizona, and it was so, it was sort of karmic comeuppance, I think, uh, for the uh, fan base uh, up in Tempe. When I look at Arizona, my biggest regret, and I've talked about this quite a bit during the week, my biggest regret is that I didn't enjoy it enough because I also came up at a time where I'm a little bit younger than you. I came up at a time where Arizona basically every four years went to the Final Four, and I just figured that that's the way that things were. You know what? We're Arizona basketball. I didn't realize, though, that the temperature of the program was far more hit or miss than it is like a school like a Duke or a Kansas or a Kentucky or a North Carolina, where you have all of this built-in prestige to where, you know what? wherever coach you get, they're probably going to win at a really, really high level. And I think that's a real testament to what Lute was able to do here. And I, I use this example quite a bit. And again, Roy Williams is a great coach, but I'm going to use it again here. It, to me, if you go to Kansas and North Carolina and win, that's great. You should, you get all the kudos you do. But if you go to a place like KO talked about where like an Arizona or a Yukon, a place that doesn't have a ton of tradition and you make it, to me, that's that's its own unique legacy into of itself that I think is a little bit, in a weird way, maybe even more impressive. One of the things that I, um, I'm, I'm curious about, because you've, you've talked about this a little bit too, and it was O'Neill, when O'Neill in your conversation with him a couple days ago, he mentioned Calhoun, and I appreciated that. I think sometimes on the West Coast we kind of forget what Calhoun did at UConn and what he was able to accomplish at a place where there was nothing is absolutely amazing. And, and what Olsen was able to do in Tucson is unquestionably in that conversation. One of the coaches who I don't think gets discussed, at least locally a little bit, and it kind of fascinates me, is Mark Few, who has pretty much done the same thing at Gonzaga now for 20-plus years. Those are remarkable accomplishments for places that don't have uh, tradition. But let's back up a little bit. And I think while, while what Williams did is outstanding at, at, at established schools, I completely get and totally agree with what, what you say. You can't, I think they are also great lessons that you can't take it for granted. And the best example yes. of that, and I hope fans in the future uh, or fans right now recognize when they have something good, appreciate it for as long as you possibly can. For instance, if you're a New England Patriots fan, I hope you appreciated the crap out of the Tom Brady years because yeah, those don't last forever. And you've got, you got 20 competitive years of, of NFL success. That's remarkable for the team that you followed. The same for folks who followed the San Antonio Spurs. you got, what, 15 years out of the San Antonio Spurs. That's, that, and and as a, as someone had lived in San, San Antonio, they wow, that's pretty great. At the time, it's kind of like, yeah, we're arrogant. We kind of go along with the ride, blah, blah, blah. Everything's great. This is just how it's supposed to be. And then you kind of realize that it's not. And it's like, oh, man, I wish I kind of would have appreciated that in the moment. More So I hope fans are good or, or become better at appreciating the moment because, you know, there will be a time when the moment is gone. I think a prime example of that, Mike, is the person who is possibly, most people would argue, the best coach in the history of college basketball is John Wooden. If you wanted an example of a school that had been set up for success, 
it would be hard to go further than UCLA. Yet UCLA has been good, but not nationally prominent either. Uh, How so? I'll, I'll challenge you on that. I understand. I, I, I understand that they are no because here, here's the difference. You you I think I think you have a hard time comparing UCLA to Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky in the last twenty years. Um, I think you can compare them as a team that if you get the right person in that position, they have um, a a trampoline jump start to be successful because they, they can bring kids into poly and you look at the banners. I think Cronin is clearly doing an excellent job there. But there are a string of coaches that they've gone through that haven't exactly suggested the same kind of longevity that uh, uh, a lot of those other uh, hallmark schools have had the good fortune of having. Uh, and, and, and so I think, you know, you start getting into, you know, expectations. You know, eventually Calipari is going to leave Kentucky. And next year, you know, Krzyzewski's going to leave Duke. And Carolina's in a position of transition right now. And, you know, Self isn't going to be at Kansas forever. So there are going to be points in time where even great schools and great programs can have down years, and you've got to find a way to get back on top. Uh, so, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that if you won once, you're going to continue, continue to win. And I think UCLA is an example of that. There, there are, yeah, I mean, Herrick, Herrick did well. Um, Howland did, had, had three good years where he did really well. And there, there are a bunch of down, kind of disinterested seasons at UCLA. So, you know, you would think that a, that a school that had John Wooden in, as a tech coach would never be bad and never be off the map. And I think you could argue that UCLA certainly didn't stack up to the other four. And that's, I think, not an example to bag on UCLA, and it's not, an, you know, or anything like that. It's just, it, it's just a realization of situations that, what's that old stock term? Uh, past performance does not guarantee future results. Right. I think that's what you're dealing with as far as, uh, you know, some of the, um, even the blue bloods are concerned in sports across any profession. So I guess the, the, the yammering point of it all, Mike, is when you get an opportunity as a fan, feel blessed that you can appreciate it for the high level of competition that that program has provided for you. One thing that you would want to bet if you had Lute Olson, though, in DraftKings around at that point is you would 100% want to bet on Arizona and their odds to win the Pac-10 championship, being that Lute Olson won those about 11 out of the 22 years that he was here, basically a 50-50 chance of being able to make that happen. That, And if you did that, you could go to DraftKings. You know, DraftKings is where you got all the best bets. You've also got the easiest wagers. It's the easiest to navigate. Shu has talked about that before as well. There's a lot of really good stuff that's going on there. Again, throw in code word PHNX. You get a free play on top of that. You get a free play, or excuse me, and you also get $200 then after that free play where you can go out there and you can bet pretty much anything you want and see what basically comes of it. That's what makes that. Hey, re- What's that? Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish it. Go, go no, ahead. No, no. You're, you're in. I was done. What's uh, up, Shu? Okay. Okay. I, I, I wanted to add an outside anecdote to that. Okay, because what's up, uh, folks who are listening and you and I who are listening know a lot of people who really like the idea of sports gambling being available in the state of Arizona. 
Uh, so a friend of mine uh, is, has access to these things. And one of the things that folks who like to gamble, they deposit money into their account. Guess what they like to do after they are successful? They like to withdraw money out of their account. Mm-hmm. Anecdotally, all right? Mm-hmm. Guess which site was the fastest to get his money back? DraftKings. That's it. Yep. And that's we also got a DraftKings of my DraftKings pick of the week. And my DraftKings pick of the week is I t- I like ASU to cover the two and a half against BYU. So go ahead and mark that one down in your calendar. That's a nice little game we got going tomorrow. We're gonna get nice. we're gonna get to Arizona uh, NAU here uh, in the next segment. But my question for you is this, and you you have a unique take on this. What brought Lute Olson out to the desert? when he was at Iowa, and again, it wasn't like Iowa was a blue blood, but he was this this close to a second Final Four, already had been one. What was the enticement of coming out to the desert? Uh, excellent question, and I'll get to it within 15 seconds because I want to remember something. You've talked on some of your podcasts before that you believe that Lute Olson is a top-10 coach in college basketball. I would love to read an article sometime breaking down your other nine. That, you know what? That might be another pot. That might be an article that I can get g- going here. Why? What's up? Talk to me. You've always no, that's, got. That's all. That, okay. That, that's all. I, I just look forward to you. I I hope that uh, I hope to be able to read that article at some point. Anyway, I just wanted to put that aside. Olson viewed two schools uh, when when he was looking at changing things up a little bit. You know, when he was entertaining other opportunities, uh, and two schools appealed to him. The University of Texas and the University of Arizona, he, he viewed both of those places as places where you could succeed. I think what he saw was out here that um, you could – there was a little bit of success at Arizona under Fred Snowden. I know you've talked about that before, and others have talked about that before. Uh, and and they, were, they were in a major conference. They just entered a major conference. But in that major conference, there wasn't really another team. There was one team that was UCLA. And they were going through, you know, transition at that point. So you have a major conference, and you're kind of split between the possibility of good recruiting potential in California and in Texas. And he viewed Arizona all along with Texas as a place where you could really succeed at a high level. And I I think it was the aspect of being in a major conference that really didn't necessarily have a top dog versus what you're staring at at the Big Ten. You've got Indiana, you've got Michigan, you've got possibly Ohio State. Maybe Michigan State is kind of looming out there. You know, Magic Johnson had just won a national title within a few years. Uh, So... So there were some other schools that were fighting Iowa or Iowa was fighting for prominence, whereas he could see the potential of Arizona maybe moving up the ladder, I think, a little bit faster. And he was right that that aspect of it ultimately paid off for him. So he was he was clearly a visionary and he got it correct. And he was able to draw good talent here and then coach them up and uh, make Arizona the successful brand that it ultimately was under his tenure. Schuster, you mentioned uh, DraftKings earlier, and talk about this a little uh, because I've, you know, a lot of pe- I know a lot of people that have been on multiple sites. And why don't you run that by again a little bit about how simple and how efficient it has been for you? 
or well, anecdotally things, somebody okay. else. Okay, and anecdotally somebody else. I'll be happy to do both of those things. Um, I am not, and and folks out there, you know, who may be listening to this, if you're around, well, well, no, nobody's around roughly my age, which is about 178. But you know, let's say you're in that uh, 50-year-old dem- demographic, and you like the idea of you know, in the past, going up to Vegas and, you know, dropping some money on some college football games. So you're trying to figure out, you know how to use a cell phone, but there's still a learning curve in trying to figure out how to use a cell phone. You know, so, so you're kind of in that halfway ground, and you've got at least four different sports apps that are out there. And, and, and let's not be ridiculous. If you've watched any television at all, you've seen nothing but ads for all of them. So, you know, they're, they, they obviously want to get into the Arizona market, and they want to make things interesting for you. So, you know, you download them, you try to figure it out, then, and, and then you're trying to navigate all of this stuff. And there's a lot going on. You know, you're kind of bombarded with different subjects. Uh, UFC, MLB, NFL, college football, where are the promotions, what, what does risk-free mean, trying to get terminology, so on and so forth. The thing that's one of the things that's really good about DraftKings is that I, it's, it's remarkably intuitive in terms of being able to find what it is you need or to figure out how to get to where it is you ultimately need to get to try to find some of the stuff that you want to look into. And, and it's immeasurably helpful in that regard. especially for, It helps with some terminology, too, because some sports gaming terminology is, has a lot of inside baseball going on. So there's a little bit of assistance in terms of kind of explaining or intuitively figuring out what does that mean, what does that mean, and how do I get to where it is. So I've, I've, I've found that aspect of DraftKings very good. Locating their promotions uh, section, they have a DK promotion section, which work to track that down, and you'll be able to find that. If you have a newer phone, accessing the bonus uh, bets becomes a very easy thing to do. And those are the things you want to do in the early stages just to kind of get accustomed to the app and figuring things out. Secondly is the withdrawal process. And there are two very good apps. I'm, uh, I'm utilizing this on, on my experimentation and uh, in terms of, uh, you know, in, in terms of anecdotal evidence on the process you have to do to make money available to get into the account. You can use your own bank account, you can use a credit card, you can use PayPal. My experience is that PayPal is simple because if you already have PayPal, it's, it's already connected to your bank account, and then going through the process is pretty easy. DraftKings, once you go through the deposit process, which isn't terribly difficult because obviously DraftKings in these places, they want your money. The follow-up part is going through how do I get my damn money out? And the first time with DraftKings, I did I did an experimentation. The other guy did an experimentation, too. Now, I'm not saying this is exactly how it's going to work for you. But within three minutes, the guy got paid from DraftKings after withdrawing. And there was another app that did a very good job as well. But DraftKings was right at the top. And, and I think, you know, so, so if that matters to you, and obviously it matters to you, then I would take a very serious look. If you're into, you know, gambling, be smart about it because these phones are addictive. Be smart about it. But if you're into a little entertainment, a little bit of gambling, and you think you're good at it, then use an app where you know you can get your money in and get your money back out in short order as efficient as possible, where you can access the app as efficient as possible. 
and they have good promotions to boot. And what's great about it, too, is that, you know, when you've got an entity like DraftKings and they partner with PHNX and they're on here with the uh, AZ Wildcats podcast, you know that you're destined for greatness then at that point. You should check out the podcast here. Subscribe on Spotify, uh, AZ Wildcats, Apple, or you can go check out Go PHNX. Subscribe there. They got a lot of really good stuff going on from deals to uh, member chats, all kinds of good stuff. All right, let's move over to NAU football coming up here. Schuster, the line is 23 points. NAU has a lot of questions going into the game. When I look at this, if Arizona can't blast NAU, then I think you're looking at maybe a program that's even further back than we thought. Do I get bonus points for predicting that the line was going to be 23 points? Uh, You know, I led you into that for a reason. Man, how lucky. I mean, every once in a while, you got to get lucky, right? Right, for sure. Wow. And you did. No, that wasn't luck. That's still John Schuster. Because you said 24, so you and I are like, you and I ought to be making lines. Call you Schuster Domus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's like I say, you can predict the future. Anybody can predict the future. Doesn't necessarily mean you can predict it correctly, but anybody can actually predict the future. Nevertheless, um, yeah, I'm. I'm Oddly enough, I'm not. I'm not as worried. I'm worried if Arizona loses the game and looks bad in the process. I'm less worried whether they win 21 to three or 45 to nothing, uh, it, uh, because at least in my interpretation, and, and it was exposed against San Diego State. We knew going in Arizona wasn't very good. They they took a major step to proving to us that Arizona wasn't particularly good. Uh, so as the as this season. <laughs> As this as this season progresses, uh, what you want is for the team to lessen its mistakes, to figure and and to and to make incremental improvements from week to week. The benefit here is that NAU and FCS just isn't very good. So you know, I would be concerned in this game if Arizona was playing a top ten team from that lower division. I I think that would be a potential for a fairly serious upset. I, I, but NAU isn't NAU is just isn't particularly good at this state. They're okay, but okay at their level versus being bad at Arizona's level is still something where Arizona should win. Should have better athletes and be more physical on the front line and win. I'm win going three or four touchdowns. I'm going thirty-seven fourteen. What are you going, Shu? Uh, uh, thirty-one to thirteen. You know what? And you should check out the uh, podcast. It's going to be loaded on Spotify. Check out uh, AZ Wildcats. Go to GoPHNX. We'll be back uh, with you, breaking everything down with you next week about what happened at NAU and uh, getting you ready for a little bit of basketball. Heck, we might even talk a little bit of Lute Olsen. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke, and thanks for uh, listening to AZ Wildcats. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.